You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from his word today. Now, I want to ask a few questions here. What did we talk about this morning? Money. money. All right. We talked about what is your view of money? You tell me what God's view of money is. What was number one? What? It's all His. He owns it all. Number two, we're simply stewards of all that God owns and has entrusted to us. Number three was a special word. Distribute. Okay? God's view of wealth is to distribute it under His leading and prompting. What is the world's view? Accumulation. Accumulate it and use it for yourself and self-interest. All right. As is typical with me, I couldn't get it all in this morning. So when I got home this afternoon, I thought, you know what I'm going to do just to keep you awake? Because a lot of times on Sunday night, you're snoozing on me. And uh, I don't feel like snapping my fingers at you tonight. So I thought I would just throw a little PowerPoint presentation together. And this isn't going to take very long, but this is just kind of the conclusion of where we were going this morning. And I want to talk about God's simple master financial plan. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, would you please bless your word tonight in a very special way. I know that you've spoken to our hearts this morning through your word and through your teachings and we really want to be Christians ones who obey your teachings and follow you in our lives and walk in obedience especially in what you've told us about our finances so Lord as we look into this subject here this evening a little bit deeper and bring this to a conclusion uh, bless the teaching of your word in Jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. So God's simple. Have you ever noticed something about God? He's a simple God. He's not complex. It's not difficult to understand His teachings and His doctrines. God's simple, master financial plan. How many want to have success financially? All right, here we go. To protect us, and this was our passage of Scripture that we used this morning, to protect us from having a covetous spirit, and having the love of money, God has established the tithe and the offering. Now let me ask you a question. Does God need our tithes and offerings? No. Why doesn't he need them? He owns it all anyway. Why does he need it when he owns it all anyway? So the tithe and the offering are not necessarily for God's benefit, but what? Therefore, our benefit. So if we don't tithe, and if we don't even extend that to the offering as the Lord prompts us to, then we're really the losers. It's not God who's losing out. So here we come to a passage of Scripture that I know we're all familiar with. Malachi chapter 3, I'll pick up with uh, verse 8. Well, let me read verse 7. Let me throw verse 7 in there. Even from the days of your fathers ye have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, 
and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? Did they even realize in what area of their spiritual life they had backslidden in? Where? Where have we not been obeying you, Lord? And then he makes it very clear to understand. He said, will a man rob God? Now, what's your answer to that at first? Now, who in the world would ever rob God? Will a man rob God? Ye, ye have robbed me, <clears throat> yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Because of that, ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. What a wonderful promise. Now, I know that this passage of scripture was written to the nation of Israel. But is there application of this for us today? Yes or no? Yeah, there's a lot that would say to you, they say, listen, that was written to Israel. There's no application to the church. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell the church that we need to give our tithes and offerings back to the Lord. Listen to what the Bible says. Now, all these things happen unto them for what? Examples. And they are written for our admonition. So he's talking about all the things that were there in the Old Testament were there for our admonition. They're there for our learning. Another passage of scripture there in Romans chapter 15 says this, For whatsoever things were written afore a time were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So as we go into the Old Testament, can we learn from the principles and teachings and commandments of the Old Testament? Yes. And can we make application of those to us today? Absolutely, according to the Word of God. So I want to put some thoughts up here for you to consider. And the first thought that I want to bring to you from this passage of Scripture is that the Lord requires a tithe. He requires it. It is required in stewards that a man be found what? Faithful to do what? Tithe. All right? It is required by the Lord. And that would be 10% of our income. Now, here's some thoughts that I want you to consider. This is not optional. This is a what? This is a commandment. It's not optional. We don't have our choice to say, yes, I will, or no, I won't. God puts us all under commandment in this area of tithing. Thus, you don't have to what? You ever had one of your children come to you and you've given the command and they said, well... Mom and Dad, let me think about it. Seriously, son? There's no thinking about it. Well, then just let me pray on it. Nah, you're not praying on it either. You're doing it because I told you to do it. So we don't have to think about this thing. Amen, preacher. We don't have to pray about this thing. All we have to do is what? We obey. We just do it because God told us to do it. 
because the Israelites failed to do it, failed to uh, tithe, what did God say to them? They were what? They were what? They were robbing him. So God says the first 10% of what we make belongs to... Now, it all belongs to him. We know that. But he wants the first 10% returned to him because it benefits us. And we'll talk about how that benefits us here tonight. So if we understand that everything that we have belongs to the Lord, we have to acknowledge that when we withhold what he requires, it is equivalent to us literally stealing from God. And the Bible said, let him that stole what? So you know what I'd love to see tonight? I'd love to see every one of you who aren't tithing say tonight, I'm going to start what? I'm going to start tithing. I'm going to trust in the Lord, and I'm just going to obey him in this area and see how he will bless me for that. Let's not say, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. No daffy ducks in the church. Does God bless the tithe? He blesses it so much. Listen to what he says. He says that he will open the windows of heaven and do what if we tithe? Pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough for us to even receive it from him. Now, do we really believe that? If we really believed that, we would always and forever tithe. But Satan moves us away from that belief. So it takes faith to really embrace that promise that God gives us about the tithe. To go a step further, what does God say? Do you know that the Bible says that we should not prove God? That we should not put the Lord thy God to a test? And yet God says there is one area that I give you permission to prove me in and to test me in. And what is that? The tithe. He said, I will let you prove me in this area. When we obey the Lord regarding our finances, his blessing doesn't just trickle in. What does he say will happen? It will pour in. Now, how many of you like the pouring concept better than the trickle concept? Then be faithful to give your tithes and your offerings to the Lord. Tithe is required. Offerings are when he prompts you to give even above and beyond the tithe. So God invites us to test him in this area. He says, prove me. Knowing that we have a tendency to doubt his promises, okay, he challenges us. God is challenging us. It's almost like God is saying this, I dare you. Put me to the test. Has God ever failed that test? It's really an amazing thing that God is challenging us with here. He will keep his promise. Part of that promise is that he promises to protect us if we will give our tithes and offerings to him. Notice verse 11. Why don't you just read it with me? Can you all see it all right? Let's read it together. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, 
And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. Now, how in the world would we apply that to today? Obviously, most of us aren't farmers. We're not worried about our fruit falling to the ground. So how could we apply that promise to our situations? Somebody? How about your car doesn't break down as often? How about you don't have to replace your refrigerator because it's still working? How about the normal things that seem to go awry for everyone else just don't seem to touch you? That all the extra expenses that your friends are having, you don't have. God says that he will rebuke the devourer. You know what? Satan loves to devour our resources. And actually, God says, you tithe and you give your offering, I will step in and I will rebuke the devil from doing that. I will stop him from devouring your resources. What what an amazing, awesome promise of Scripture. Just, Just think how we would be more financially blessed if we'd all get on board and tithe. And then as God prompts, give the offering to him. Now, I put the word up there, risky. Because a lot of people, when we teach about tithing, and I think some of you right now, actually someone told me this morning, they're finding it difficult to tithe. So we find it risky in following God's instructions. But obedience actually places us and our possessions under whose care and protection? Under God's. Safe in his hand. Can I tell you something? Better to have God's protection than the best security system in all the world. I am going to bless this family because they obey me in the area of tithes. They obey me in the area of offerings. I am going to bless them. What happens to other families will not happen to them. I'm going to protect them. That's why I say when we don't follow through and obey the Lord, we're really the ones that are losing out here. So tithing is really a matter of obedient faith. Notice how I put the word obedient faith. Next, the Lord isn't asking for money because he needs it. It's not that he needs money from us. He already owns it all anyway. He wants our obedience because we love him. What does the Bible say? If you love me, ye will what? Okay, so is this not true? If we refuse to obey him in a very very clear command of Scripture. What does that say about us? Come on, church, what does it say? We don't love him as we should. We're not trusting him as we ought, and we don't love him as we should. God knows that our present circumstances is over and above our future circumstances 
And that includes our finances. He's above all, isn't he? He is in control of it all, our present and also into our future. He will show himself strong. I love this verse. Many, many years ago, we heard this verse for the first, first time I can ever remember hearing it was at a Bill Gothard basic seminar that Bill shared this verse. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are perfect toward him. When Bill read that verse, I'm telling you, it did something to me. It was powerful. It's spoken in my heart. I never forgot it. I use it all the time now. And it continues to ring true. So the choice of how you view money is up to who? It's up to you. How do you view money? After hearing Jesus' teaching and God's encouragement and warning, which we heard this morning, each of us must make one or two choices. Number one, we're going to choose to be what? Obedient. That's a choice you're going to make. Right now, tonight, maybe this morning, I'm going to choose to be obedient. I am going to choose to distribute. Under the promptings and the leading of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to choose to obey God. The second option that you have is you're going to seek your own financial blessings through your own efforts. Can I tell you something? Which one will leave you coming up short? Number two. will leave you coming up short every single time. Let's pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.